You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Uh, we're all winning at life right now. Our friend uh, Eric Francis, Sportsnet analyst, host of the Eric Francis Show right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan, brought in like a bajillion pizzas for us mm-hmm. this morning, and Maddie Rose was just stuffing them down his pie hole oh, as yeah. we were coming pie back. Pie hole, nice one. Yeah. Skull cave? Would you prefer skull cave? <laughs> well, I thought it was topical because okay, that's fine. we're eating pie. But skull cave, that's... Yeah. Um, Eric, before, before. before we get to your great job with the pizza pig out, uh, we have to ask you. Um, we're hearing stuff about the arena, that potentially there's a deal on the way, but I want to have fun with you first. Um, we've asked the listeners all morning, 960, 960 on the text line, what's something fun and creative you'd like to see in the new arena? So Maddie's idea was this, uh, a daycare, which is kind of weird, but that's fine, a petting zoo. If they have it at the Stampede, why can't they have it at the arena? Um, Matt, um, producer wow. Patrick wants a big sports book. And I said literally a place where you can shoot a flamethrower because it's the flames. Oh. See? And, and a lot of the cities have those car smashing yeah. experiences yeah. out front, you know? But no, but in Calgary, we're hardcore. So we like like you burn the logo of the other team. Yeah. Wouldn't well, that be awesome? How about yeah. burning an old car? Yeah. Uh, and then it would <laughs> okay. really... That's full. You really yeah. see some flames. You get in the room with some old tires and burn them. Yeah. Is, yeah. There, is there something you'd like to see in the new yeah. arena that potentially would be super fun? Maybe a pool. I don't know how that would work. Well, some sort of uh, you know spa in the media room, like maybe oh, a, like a steam room. room in the media room. Oh, a steam. Yeah. Even a media room would be good. You okay. know what I mean? Like <laughs> well, yeah, a media lounge. So so I'm you're assuming. coming. So all of a sudden there's a spa in the media room, and then you're coming out to do your your questions to Daryl or whoever player. And I'm wearing you're in a, a towel. Bathroom. Yeah, you're like you're <laughs> yeah. in a bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. In my flip flops, and you're super just like comfortable. the players. You're relaxed. You get, wow, cute. Eric, you look really rested. Cucumbers over your eyes, yeah, still be great. Yeah, well, mental health is so important, guys. And it's if true. you if you if you can get into a Zen state oh. before you interview Daryl, if we could do the same for him, then every yeah, yeah. the world would be one. Isn't I think, that what Zen is all about? Um, what if we just all wore face masks for the next Daryl Sutter avail and see what happens? What could go wrong? <laughs> Okay. Uh, what kind of face masks? Well, like the you ones you would wear at a spa, like okay. a, All like right. a clay like a mask. mask. Okay. Yeah. Avocado. Uh, my girlfriend's like, "Why don't we do that?" When I come, I'm like, "Yeah, sure, yeah." I'm like, "That's not gonna happen." But sure, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a great idea. Um, they we, they have a room, by the way. Just having been up in Edmonton on the weekend, and and every time we go up there, they where they do their press conferences. You've probably seen it, where it is amazing. And I'm told that the 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 new dome, whenever it is finally you know rubber stamped, uh, will have a similar room. Like, this has got Gretzky, Messier memorabilia, like just incredible amount of uh, memorabilia. And also, after the game, that's where all the fans congregate and just smash on the glass, mm-hmm. which is really Fun. annoying. Like, yeah, well, you feel like you're in the zoo. How many of those fans are wearing sweatpants? Yeah, most. Okay. And yeah. dress shoes? <laughs> okay. No dress shoes in Edmonton? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. All right, it's, it's, That's blue collar, baby. So, uh, just from, from experience, because I, I tops. We, we, we talked about this this week. Uh, there's Van no reason for me to visit Edmonton, right? No. Okay. <laughs> no, of All course right. not. Like, okay. I, I call it the world's largest uh, trailer park. Okay. <laughs> like, world's largest industrial park slash okay. trailer park. And I, I, you know, I haven't been there on Saturday. Like, the downtown core is a mess right now. It's, they've got real problems down there. But anyway, the, the, that mall. Yeah. Uh, I went the other day. God help me. I went, I jumped in my car and went to the mall because I had the day to kill before the game. And it, the mall's the only thing about it that you might want to see and say, yeah, well, that's a pretty big mall. Yeah. That, that'd be your takeaway. 
And tell wow. your tell is your there friends. Is a roller coaster in there still? Yeah, there is. Just a, the worst. Did you ride the it? Worst amusement the, park. The, 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 uh, no, I did not ride okay. it. There's there's a water like a water park with a wave pool and no way. It, it's pretty good actually. The water pool. When is... my kids were younger, yeah, like we spent our summers up at Sylvan Lake, and and if it's a rainy day, we'll just we'd go to Edmonton sometimes and just spend the day in the water park, and you feel like you're. It's pretty transformative. You feel like you're in a tropical climb. Yeah, there's like 15 slides too. It's like oh, wow. one of the shining. Okay. Yeah, it's you're starting it's to sell me on Edmonton high. a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Okay. Um, yeah. So Edmonton <laughs> or Winnipeg? If I had to visit one of those two, Edmonton. Cities. Oh, wow. Okay. Ed, you didn't did even I hesitate. say that quick enough? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you even hesitated. Honest to God. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I didn't come here to smash. Oh, no, other that's cities. okay. That's okay. Came here to smash pizza. Um, yeah. Our producer Patrick Dumas from Winnipeg. So I think he's crying inside right now. Oh no, I'm good, man. Yeah, do, do you agree, Patrick? Though that Winnipeg could be a whole lot better. <laughs> oh, that's uh, where do you want to begin? Yeah, honest to God, um, he's pumped that Zach Caleros is staying with the Blue Bombers. That's about it, long term. Yeah, nah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, franchise. Is he the quarterback? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he is. Uh, yeah. The Bombers are favorites to win the Great Cup, apparently. So, oh, I heard so, that. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, the, my favorite Great Cup thing ever, and I don't want to slag the CFL because I know where I am. But I'm going to slag the city of Toronto. Literally years ago, like when when the Grey Cup was in Toronto, if you ordered a large pizza pizza, they gave you Grey Cup tickets. <laughs> that happened, and they had to pull the promotion because it was too embarrassing for the league. Oh my! That was a thing. You ordered a pizza pizza in the city of Toronto. You got a pair of Grey Cup tickets. Wow. L- hey, listen. Well, I grew up in Mississauga. Mm-hmm. I don't tell people this a lot. So this is between you and I, George. Yeah, no one else listen. Uh, you're I, not a towner. Sorry, I get that a lot. <laughs> you're yeah. not from here. You're not from <laughs> we here. We don't do that. That's right. But I shut up. The, the CFL right. in Toronto growing up was a punchline. It wasn't actually something you did. Yeah. Like we would joke all the time in high school. Hey, why don't we go to the Argos game? And then everyone <laughs> would laugh. Hilarity would ensue. Boy, you're so funny. But then I got hired out here, my first job coming out of university to cover Doug Flutie and the Stampeders. And I saw what a great tradition they had in Calgary. What a great team they had, and how much it meant to this city. And I fell in love with the CFL instantly to the point where, and George, you and I might go at it afterwards about this. I will argue with anyone that the CFL is a superior entertainment mm. product okay. than the NFL. I will argue that till my grave. God bless you, Eric. Frank. Right, and, but I, but but I don't go to the but but yep. it, it, the league's really struggling Ooh. right now, and I don't watch it anymore. But I I'm just telling you okay. that the rules are far more conducive for entertainment. The NFL has a lot of hype. And and I, I know I'm talking to the wrong guy for this, no, 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 so no, I'm no. not going to go down this rabbit hole. Listen, who doesn't love run pass pun football? It's the best. You know, I'm just so, going to grab my popcorn yeah, um, here. No, literally, that was a promotion in Toronto. <laughs> you you bought a combo for pizza pizza. You got great cup tickets. It's like in the United States, you buy a Papa John's pizza, you get two Super Bowl tickets. That's not going to happen. No, not going to happen. They, it was so embarrassing for the league <laughs> that they had to pull the promotion. Hey, there have been a lot of embarrassing. I was in Ottawa when they drafted a dead guy. <laughs> You guys remember that story? The Gliebermans? These guys drafted a dead guy. That's like, come on. Can I? I miss the fact that the Ottawa was called the Rough Riders, and there was two teams yeah, in the league in a nine-team that, league that, had, that yeah, shared the same nickname. The league never that helped itself, favorite. did it? No. no. Uh, um, and my favorite hard. is now it's Red Blacks, all in capital letters. Yes, that's, that's the team name they picked. Yeah. Glad I don't have to work in print. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so new arena. Um, potentially here. Um, we saw the report yesterday. Things are heading in the right direction. Apparently, there was a lot of whispers behind the scenes. Is this actually close to becoming a reality? Is is the deal sort of close to being completed? And, and if so, when will... 
fans in this city actually see a shovel in the ground to believe it. Well, there's the there's the what three hundred fifty million or six hundred fifty million dollar question. I, I when you say close, I, I you'd have to define the word close. But I shovel I, in the ground. <clears throat> I will say this: there's never been a question, even from when they pulled the pin last Christmas. There's never been a question to me that this will eventually get done. The question is when. I mean, the city needs it. The, not, not just wants it, it needs it, right? Every every major city in North America needs a, a major gathering spot like this. So uh, I don't want to dodge your question. When is the shovel going to be in the ground? I don't know. I'll say next November, like this November. I don't okay. Know, something like that. Like a, The people that have been involved of late kind of trying to carry this torch from where it was, which was dead, to, to trying to resurrect it. You know, I've spoken to several people that are kind of on the inside, and they they've They've all signed all these confidentiality agreements, and they can't really say much. Right. But all they say is, suffice it to say, Eric, I, I promise you, like progress is being made. When the last deal was was consummated, it was because they got the big egos out of the room. They got the mayor, Nenshi, and they got Ken King out of the room, physically out of the room, and everybody else went to get went to work. Now, those two guys are still calling the shots, but they had cooler heads prevailing mm-hmm. inside those boardrooms, and that's how you get a deal done. I'm led to believe they've basically done the same thing here. Murray Edwards has been kept at a distance, and I think that uh, you know you've got a situation where the city, uh, the mayor has been certainly taken out of the equation on this one too. So mm. that's important. It's it's one of, like you mentioned. It's one of the biggest things that the city needs, and it'll all go towards revitalizing that area over there. But you know, I I thought one of the cool things over the off season was. A lot of people saying, hey, it's going to be tough to get free agents and all that stuff in here. No, people did sign. But I always wondered in the back of my mind if there was always like, hey, come long term here. You get a couple years in the Saddle Dome and then there will be something new. Like it always felt like there was something coming, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. And I think you're right. It was encouraging this summer. Obviously, all of the things that happened. Kadri agrees to come here when he could have gone anywhere else. And the other two guys choose to sign here long term. Yeah, I mean, that. That puts a bullet in the the notion that people are not willing to come here because the dressing room might not be quite up to NHL standards, or because the building is is the second oldest in the league. I, I'm glad that people saw past that, and I'm sure part of the sell job for all three of those was, guys, we're gonna get a ring, like we're gonna get one. Don't don't worry, this is gonna happen, and and I and it's going to happen. So I'm glad that that news kind of came out yesterday that we've taken another step. I like that the city is being repped by by an agency now, yeah, as opposed to just the I don't have a very high regard for politicians, so I'll okay. just say that the uh, the, the, voice of the, the unqualified business people at okay. City Hall, give this to the, the experts. Hand it over to them. Let them negotiate the deal with people who are experts on the flame side in terms of making deals, and, and we, we'll, we'll get a deal done. And the framework was already put in place, guys. This is yeah. not going to look any a whole lot different than what we had before. Mm-hmm. A few dollars and cents moved around on either side, and that's the to me, is that's the dance now. How do you come back out and say, okay... We're going to do it now, and it's going to be the same sort of building. The price is a little different, but the city's going to have to cough up $50 million more. That's going to be tough for this mayor to sell. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to be tough for the Flames to swallow. We're going to pay fifty grand or $50 million more on our side or hundred or whatever it is. So I think it's just optics at this point. Time. Yeah, I just, uh, I, again, the, the viability of the Flames long-term in Calgary is based on a new arena. There's, there's just no question. Yeah, there's that, right? no option. Yeah, they they have to build a new arena to keep the team long term in Calgary, right? There's no other way. I, I agree, but 
I still will argue that the Dome is still a, a damn good place to watch a hockey game. What, just in terms of the sight lines and the sure. seating, I still mm-hmm. think it's a great barn for that. All the other things around it that most people don't see or, or have to deal with, uh, it's it's you know the yeah. bowels of the arena where we are like it's it's, sure. it's awful right there's nothing down and, there and, and, there's no spa at all for the media like, <laughs> yeah, but you're right but it, it's all about uh, alternate revenue streams and the team needs yes. all of that stuff and that's what it's all about here mm-hmm. how much pressure is on the flames because as you just mentioned don't go to Edmonton but you've seen the barn in Edmonton and it's beautiful how much pressure is on Calgary to kind of one up what they did north of us and I don't think that'll be hard now, that building in Edmonton is gorgeous outside, from the outside. Like, I think it's iconic looking. And it's transformed downtown. You know, I stay right down in that ice district. Like, it's a classic example. Like, Nashville, like a million cities I could show you of where you can transform a downtown core and add to the economy immensely. Mm-hmm. I don't care what some of these college eggheads tell you that, oh, it doesn't have any impact on the local economy. Give me a break. Right. Anyway, so the one thing that Edmonton – messed up that I'm told Calgary is going to, to do much better on is build it more um, vertical. So the two best rinks in the league right now are Detroit and Montreal, in my opinion, in terms of the way they're built. And they go up steep, like the old Maple Leaf Gardens. Right. Remember, you'd see old people walking up of the old Maple Leaf Gardens. You're like, wow, they're probably not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna, the we're the gonna odd in to... Buffalo was like that. You sit was up it? in the nosebleeds, yeah. and you're like, I'm going to fall over because it's so steep here Yeah, and there were railings in front of yes. every single seat. So... And, and I'm not saying there'll be railings here, but build it up as opposed to out. Because Edmonton season ticket holders, say you're in the 25th or 35th row in the lower bow in Edmonton, you're furious. And I this was the feedback that they got after they mm-hmm. built it. Because it just goes out. It, it, I know I'm not. this is radio. I'm not yeah. showing people. But it, it, you've got to go up higher so people feel they're on top of the action. Like kind of like best. NFL stadiums do. They're a lot flatter than rather vertical Yeah, in that first bowl. That's right. And, and and I think ideally in a hockey arena, I personally think they need to go up, and, and certainly the consultants in Calgary thought the same thing, so they're going up. They said that they've modeled it largely in terms of the seating capacity uh, around Detroit and Montreal, which is great news. Uh, that's Eric Francis, Sportsnet analyst, host of the Eric Francis Show right here on Sportsnet 960, joining us on the big show, Russick and Rose. Um, Eric, just it's not only the arena uh, and for the Flames, but it's also to get – Big time concerts here. Like, that's one thing I think that gets lost in all of this. It's not only just the Flames, but big acts can't perform here, as I'm told, because of the Saddle Dome itself can't the support lo- the can't, weight the load, of, like, yeah. speakers and stuff. Like, you're just going to get even big time musical acts here throughout the entire year and not just for the hockey team. Huge. And what what if we get another dozen of them every year? What's that do for the local economy? Yep. You know, somebody let the profs know that. Uh, I have a 16-year-old daughter who lives for concerts right now. This is her. Mm-hmm. She's in that zone, right? And um, all the big ones, of course, are skipping here and going to Vancouver, which is costing me a lot of money. Right. <laughs> because because <laughs> she needs to go see The weekend. Yeah. She had to go see The weekend. And, right. you know, Harry Styles comes. He only comes to Toronto. Like, if we go through the list, all the biggest acts, they're not looking at Calgary. To the point where when a big act does come here, the odd time, everyone's like, oh, my God, they're coming to Calgary. Well, like, when like you're 182. That, I, don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway, the the point is, um, we'll we'll soon get back to that. That being in that rotation, there's too much money in this city for acts to skip Calgary right. if they have the proper venue. So that's that's not lost on a lot of people. And City Hall has had an easier time selling this to people because it's not even that. It's it's also conventions and there's stuff that happens at the dome that most people never hear about, like uh, like conventions where yeah. like religious gatherings and such that. 
we'll leave the dome one day and we'll be like, what's going on here? And they're like, yeah, there's 15,000 people here for the next three days at this convention. Well, that's pretty good for the economy too. Well, and now the BMO is getting built and that thing's going to look more like a an NHL barn than maybe the saddle dome. That might be bigger too, than right? the new dome. Who knows? Yeah. And with all the budget cuts that they're looking at with this new dome, it's uh, that thing is gorgeous. And that'll be good for the city too. Yeah, we're ready. Like we're ready to take on the world and be a world class city. We are a world class city. We don't have a world class venue. We just need to get that. Mm -hmm. It's it's pitiful that we don't have it. It's time. Uh, It's definitely time. And by the way, welcome to our world class city. Yeah, thank you. You and I worked a little bit together in Toronto years ago, so we know each other. Absolutely. I was thrilled to hear that you were coming here. Thank you. I'm happy you're here. It sounds great. And uh, and wow, too, bad, you, too bad Very you're working nice. with Maddie. Well, yeah. Maddie, uh, it's it's a pleasure looking at that mustache for three He's hours. He's a beauty, a day. isn't it? That's yeah. a sweet duster. It it's is a little pizza on the side there. You might want to just save okay. it for later, bro. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, they do call it a flame on my way out and a couple um, extra crumbs. Uh, Eric uh, went flames three and zero. That's I, good. I don't, I don't think there's anything you, you can't not like about the start. Uh, you played the Avalanche. You played the Oilers. You played the Golden Knights. All contenders in the Western Conference. And the recurring theme to me for this start was. The Flames' depth was just the reason why they won all of those games because those teams are also top-heavy that when their bottom six has to play the Flames' bottom six, they're in trouble. Yeah. I would say the one constant in the three games has been Kadri. I, I think mm. he's been fantastic uh, at both ends of the ice. You know, uh, He's just been as advertised and, and is such a leader and, and just so good at both ends. You know, Huberdeau's clearly got some work to do, but we're seeing flashes of that. Those spinoramas, that brilliance, that 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 peripheral vision that nobody else has. Uh, greatest passer in the history of the franchise, says Daryl Sutter. Yeah, it's true. I wonder who, who he was trying to slight when he said that. Interesting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, but other than that, it's been a different kind of cast of characters leading the way. Uh, like that fourth line where the stars the other night against Vegas, to me, uh, drawing four straight penalties on that fourth line, that's ridiculous the other night. And then, uh, and you know, as a columnist, it's funny after the game. Usually, there's a clear cut story after every game. You know, oh, Cadre had three goals and whatever. We, my buddy Wes Gilbertson and I, were struggling after every game to see what's the storyline because there were four or five different reasons why they won the game. Yeah, <laughs> and the one that that nobody's talking about, and I don't think anyone's worried about, is goaltending. It hasn't been great, and yet it's good enough to beat the three big, biggest contenders in the West. That's got to be encouraging for people, too. It's been encouraging to watch for sure. Well, I think one of the most impressive things for me has been the way that Dubé and Manjapani have been able to slide in on the wing with Nazem Kadri. Have you been surprised by the way that that fits so well? Did you see that coming in the offseason, maybe? I didn't. I, I, I know they worked very hard to try and find someone on that right side of the second line. You know, they tried Milano. It didn't work out. Yep. Um, I'm, I was thrilled when they decided that they were going to give Dylan Dubé the chance because I think when you show up every year as the fittest flame, uh, I think you deserve – you're showing that you're putting in the work. We know from junior that he can score. We, he can light it up. I, I think he would – I was really thinking that would be a good fit. Obviously, Mangiapane and Kadri. Uh, I, I love the line. I've liked it from the start, and, and it's, it's, it's looked really good on paper. Um, Sutter – is still very hard on both those two youngsters. Yes. He keeps talking after every game. Mm-hmm. George, you'll get such a kick. I know you already have, and, and even from afar, you would have seen Daryl will never be happy. I mean, the day the Flames <laughs> win 11 nothing in the Stanley Cup final game, 
Yeah. He's still going to find a way to crap Should all over. 12. Yeah. yeah. Any of the young guys are just going to get crapped yeah, on. Yeah. We allowed a dozen shots. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> could, have, could have been 10. It's true. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely true. Um, Erica, before we let you go, we know you're here. Uh, to, to your, your annual Pizza Pig Out's back. Uh, finally, uh, this pandemic mess, hopefully, it's starting to get behind us. It's not completely over yet, mm-hmm. but slowly getting past all of this stuff. So. Uh, full throttle this year on the pizza pig out. And yeah. just talk about the, the whole genesis of the idea. Well, it started like 25 years ago. This is the 20th annual. I took five years off when my kids were born. Uh, How dare you? Yeah. Dad. Very selfish of me. Yes. Everyone with their kids, Come man. On. I just I don't know. get it. They get in the way of everything. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, so five years. That's why I said pizza. daycare at the saddle at the new flames. That's building. not a bad idea. Let's see. Yeah. Enjoy there the game by yourself. You don't need a babysitter. You just pick them up on your way out. And if they're 16, they'll drive you home. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, it started with a silly little contest where I just wanted to see who had the best pizza. Cause like, I think most people get into a rut. You order from the same place all the time. And I was a bachelor living with two buddies and <laughs> we'd eat pizza three days a week. And right. the cheeseburger pizza at Vern's, which is legendary in this city, you know, eating that three days a week, you're going to put on some pounds and not feel great about your life. <laughs> right. So I thought, real quick, <laughs> let's have a contest, like a chili eating contest. See, and, and I didn't think it that it would mushroom into something like this today because we're going to have five, 600 pizzas there. It's crazy. Just um, a couple pies. That's crazy. And we'll have, you know, five, 600 people in the building. And uh, you guys had a poll the other day, or you were earlier this morning, you were talking about like, what would you like to, what activity would you like to do with Daryl Sutter? Eat pizza? Well, there it is. It's, him and Chris are going to come. His son, Chris, oh, who's a star in his yes. own right at the Dome. They're going to come. And uh, Brad Trilliving is going to be here. John Cornish, like it's kind of it's a who's who. It's the biggest gathering of sports people in the city every year, and uh, it's a lot of people like to come and just get autographs. And what's really cool is you could be sitting there, and, and for those people who don't understand, like there's five six hundred pizzas just strewn all over Cowboys, and you just meander in through the troughs, I call them, and you just you, you <laughs> lift a you lift the lid, and you're like, no, I'm not sure I want to have uh, pierogies on a pizza or whatever, and, and just put it down. And you try the next one. And we ask people to rate them, and then we come up with a ranking that people cut out. When people used to read newspapers, you cut it out, and right. you know. But now it's online, and so you have it, and you're like, "Wow, that Topps Pizza was really highly rated." And today we've got Topps Pizza, Sammy's, and Gus's, and those are three of the big winners every single year. They're the three of the best in the city, and uh, so. And but people love that you're just sitting there eating pizza, and all of a sudden Daryl Sutter saddles up next to you. Yes. Oh, you've got an instant conversation starter. Because otherwise, you're like, yeah. what would I say to Daryl Sutter? I'm terrified to talk to yeah. him. You know, and and you people mean like, so Daryl mushrooms, eh? Yeah, olives, like, right? Like, Gross. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then, and there you go. So, <laughs> not awkward at all. No. So pizza, eh, Daryl? <laughs> you like the cheese? <laughs> yeah. So we finally have something to talk about. Yeah. Eh? yeah. Well, yeah. What an icebreaker! Wow, I got with the vegetarian. Head coach the Where can mm. people get tickets? Eric Francis PizzaPigo.com, or if you just Google Pizza Pigo in Calgary, it'll come up. And tickets are fifty bucks, and that gets you. All, you can sample six, six seven hundred pizzas, whatever the number is this year, and you get to hobnob with all these people. And uh, and we raise the whole thing is to raise money for Kids Sport Calgary. And and in that vein, I just wanted to mention the night before mm-hmm. we've got a I'm doing a hot stove, which we still have a few tickets left for a charity hot stove for Kids Sport. Brian Burke, Brad Tree Living, and Daryl Sutter. Nice, like you've never heard them before. Like it's a very intimate setting up at uh, YYC Rooftop, and they're going to tell stories that you wouldn't hear anyone else where anywhere else. We ask people to turn off their phones, mm. and they just tell great stories. And and there's there are no filters. 
And so if people are interested in, in that, uh, they can also find that. If they go to my Twitter feed, at Eric Francis, and they can get tickets for that. And it's wow. 100 bucks. That includes dinner and a drink and a lot of laughs. That'd be a better icebreaker than the olives. It's true. If you go there first and then you see yeah. Daryl at the pizza line, hey, yesterday when you very, said. Very Derek Jeter of the franchise, you got to leave your phone at the door before you come party <laughs> with us here, just just in case. Well, there's no just phone in check. Case. <laughs> just well, in even case. Even at the John Mulaney show, they didn't let phones in. Yeah, this past like, week. yeah, it's because people. Is that post- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't do it with comedian. Dave Chappelle does that too. No phones allowed in his It makes shows. sense because those guys. They say a, a million lot, lines. A lot of offensive yeah. and, things. And it, to me, that's go- eventually going to end. I, I'm worried. I, I love going to comedy shows. I'm going to Yuck Yucks next week. And I, nice. I, I love going to comedy shows, and it's one of my favorite things in the world. And I, I just keep wondering in today's world, how do these guys yeah, get away with what they do? I want them to keep pushing the boundaries and doing what they do. Because it's comedy. It's supposed to be that's that right. Way. We all want them to oh, continue man. doing it. But if it gets in the wrong hands or leaks out from a show, I like that they're checking the phones. This yeah. is good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, super yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pizza Pig Out, uh, Google it, check it out online. October 27th it is, next Thursday. Franchise, great stuff. Thanks for bringing the Zah. Uh, listen to the Eric Francis Show. You watch him on Sportsnet tonight, Flames and Sabres. Thanks for coming in, pal. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for helping me with this pizza because there are yeah, only 12 left. Uh, 12 pe- I'm pizzas. sure those savages at 660 News would have some too. Don't say that. They might hear and they'll come over and eat all the pizza. We got, yeah, that's those dinner for like a week for me, yeah, bro. Leave that there. Okay, all right. We'll leave some. Okay, you can bring like three home. Uh, straight ahead, football. Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker Podcast, CBS Sports. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Sportsnet 960. Russick and Rose. Uh, to wrap up the show, we've been taking your text messages all day, 960-960, um, with news that maybe things are heading in the right direction to build a new arena for the Calgary Flames. Uh-huh. What's something fun you'd like to see at the new barn? 960-960, name and location. First, we got a Thursday nighter tonight in the desert. Saints and Cardinals to talk about that and the rest of the week seven action. Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker Podcast and CBS Sports. Ross, good morning. How are you? Great. How are you guys doing? We're good, Ross. So, when you, what's your favorite thing at some NFL stadiums you've seen that maybe they can incorporate here in the city of Calgary when eventually they build a new rink? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, my top priority is typically press box food. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that relates to. Uh, to Calgary, I would say this: I'm a big fan of having a diverse selection of local craft beers. I think that's really important, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you know you can get a higher margin. I'm sure selling those. So I'd like to think one thing they could have is to have multiple places in the new rink at the new arena where you can get different local IPAs and local craft beers. That's a priority. Is that uh, something that's right up your alley, Ross? The, the, or getting the, the proper beers, the local beers in? Because Calgary's got a pretty wide array of that. Yeah, you know, if you follow me on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, I will post the beer that I'm drinking, and it's almost <laughs> always, a local IPA, although I do, if I have a light beer, I'm a big Labatt Blue Light guy, actually, from my time up in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but it's usually a local IPA, and I like to post. It's cool because then everybody replies 
to my post with the beer they're drinking. It's usually a Friday night, Saturday night, sometimes a Thursday night, you know, during uh, during Thursday night football. That's all right. And it's the little things, right? Like going to a game, probably not waiting in line too long, and then not paying an arm and a leg for a beer. That's important to people because tickets aren't cheap these days. I agree. I, I'm actually okay with uh, arm and a leg for a beer as long as it's really good. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, that's fair. I'd rather pay more for something really tasty and delicious. Mm. Obviously not arm and a leg, but I'd rather play more for something really tasty and delicious than um, get a very inexpensive beer that, in my mind, doesn't have any flavor. Well, Ross, we're down this rabbit hole now because we were, we were talking about this, and just, just for context – uh, the city of Calgary is not big fans of the city of Edmonton. Yeah. And in Edmonton, uh, they built a new arena, and they have a combo on their menu. Two burgers, two small bags of chips, the kind you get for Halloween, and two sodas for $55. That's absurd. Wow. What? Um, why don't Cal- Tell me about the Calgary-Edmonton uh, rivalry. I'm, in- I'm interested now. Well, uh, well, well let, let me hand things over to a guy who was born in this city, my co-host here, Matt Rose. Explain to Ross. Give him the, give him the I think it's Cliff Notes in the United States. Yeah. Give him the Cliff Notes version of why uh, these cities hate each other. Listen, these two cities hate each other because long time ago, some people decided that the town further up north should be the capital city of the province, and that's Edmonton. And Calgary is down here, and we're just categorically – a better city. Downtown is nicer. The weather's warmer because you're not as far north. Our hockey rink isn't as nice. But apart from that, we have so many things that are good. And there's just been so many rivalries between the CFL, the NHL, you name it, that these two teams, these two cities, they really do not like each other. How far away are they from each other? About a three-hour drive, give or take. You can hear our station in Edmonton. Ooh, wow. You guys got a powerful signal, huh? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we get, absolutely do. Yeah, pretty good signal. And apparently uh, that, the tr- That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I've never been to either one. I've been to Toronto. I've been to Montreal. I've been to Vancouver, I feel like. I've been to Hamilton, actually. Wow. I've been oh, to a bunch oof. of a bunch <laughs> of uh, Canadian cities, but I've, I've never gotten to Calgary or Edmonton. So if I ever do, it'll be Calgary because you guys are the ones that have me on the radio every week now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, Ross, you come. We'll take you to a Flames game. Uh, we'll have some local IPA beers. You know what they do here in town? They do these things called a pedal pub where they've got like these big buggies with like 10 seats that have uh, pedals on them. And you and your buddies hop on and you just pedal around to different pubs and get absolutely bagged. It's a it's a ton of fun. You'll there love you it. go. I've seen that. That's amazing. And I love that your term for that is bagged. I've never <laughs> heard that before. I'm going to have to use that. Yeah. So like getting drunk. Or hammered or smashed. Yes. Or whatever you guys call it, bag. In the bag. He's bagged. This is why I do this. I love learning stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, I also like to say gunned, but now you're learning some more Western Canadian vernacular, uh, bagged. Uh, Ross, uh, we got you on to talk football because you're awesome at it. Uh, Saints and Cardinals tonight in the desert. Can you explain why Arizona is so terrible at home? Because it's just seemingly every time they just can't win in that stadium. Yeah, I, I just don't think they're good at all okay. uh, anywhere, to, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I had Greg Cosell, the NFL Films legend, on my show, the Raw Sucker podcast this morning, and he said it's really hard to see what they're even trying to do on offense. I mean, it really is. 
Like, I, you, you watch them. There's no rhythm. Doesn't seem to be much of a plan. I've said to you before, uh, I don't know if I said this to you guys or not, I think they should just go with a two-minute offense the whole time. I mean, they really should. They are at their best when it's like Helter Skelter, Kyler Murray, no huddle, two-minute drill, because they've actually been able to come from behind in a couple of games and make the games interesting in that way. Uh, They are in a bad place. Now, the good news is they get DeAndre Hopkins back tonight. He is a stud. And I wouldn't be surprised they throw him the ball a lot. I mean, they, they kind of have to. They can't do anything else on offense at this point. And all of the stats are really impressive with how much better Kyler Murray is when Hopkins is in the lineup versus when he's not. Now, the other kind of side storyline that is maybe getting a little bit too high, much hype, but maybe not, is uh, a new Call of Duty out. And that does not usually bode well for Kyler Murray. Um what have you read into this? Is is this making a mountain out of a molehill, or do you think there's something actually there? No, I think there's something there. I mean, based on – now, I don't know about the statistics that somebody on Reddit or whatever came up with that he's bad the week that Call of Duty comes out. That's kind of hilarious, and maybe there's some <laughs> impact on that. But um, it is very well documented – that he is really, really into video games. And, you know, it's probably not unlike a lot of young guys in their 20s, but tough to play starting quarterback in the NFL at a high level if you're spending as much time on video games as he reportedly is. I don't know, though, because I'm thinking ever since that contract thing came out, that maybe he's kind of changed his tune. Maybe he needs to go back to playing more video games again. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the secret sauce. Uh, Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker Podcast, CBS Sports, joining us here on the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, Ross, what's your read so far on Russell Wilson? Uh, you know, let Russ cook, and now it's, is Russ cooked? What, what's your read on him? Is, is he remotely the same guy was in Seattle? Is it because he's not used to this new system in Denver, not building that chemistry yet with his, with his pass catchers? What's your read on Russell Wilson right now? Boy, it's not good. Um, and <laughs> I think a couple things. You know, one of which is he is not healthy, and that's clear. You know, he's got a hamstring issue. He's got an arm issue. But he's not comfortable in that offense. So, like, I don't, I don't know that he'll ever be a top-ten quarterback again. I think he'll be better than what I'm, seeing at, what I'm seeing from him right now. I mean, I think he'll be way better than that. But I don't know that he'll ever be a top-ten again. His movement skills were such a big part of what he does, you know, and, and the success he's had. And I don't think he moves quite as well as he used to. And so that's a problem, right? I tell people all the time, like, and hockey's the same, any professional sport's the same. If you're a little bit worse, that little bit's the difference. I mean, that that little bit can be the difference between you being someone that can really make the plays you need to make and not. I know after I had my back surgery – I was a little bit stiffer, a little bit less explosive, and I probably was average at best in both those categories to start with. So being a little bit worse at both really made me struggle. 
One of the other intriguing games, and it's a cross-conference game, but still intriguing, is the Chiefs and 49ers. 49ers with a tough loss to Atlanta last week. The Chiefs lose to the Bills at home, and, and now they're facing each other. How are you looking at this matchup? What's standing out to you as we get set for the Chiefs and the 49ers? Well, I would think that you need to get, um, you need to get them back to 49ers football. You know, I think they only had 13 called runs. Mm-hmm. against the Falcons on Sunday and Jimmy Garoppolo dropped back like, I don't know, 40 sometimes. That's not 49er football. That's not who they want to be. And if they're going to have any chance to beat the Chiefs, they got to run the ball a lot more and a lot better than they had before because that's the only way they're going to beat the Chiefs, if they can run the rock. Ross, what's your read on the Jets? Like, they've had some impressive wins, and both New York teams are surprising everybody, but how are the Jets doing it right now? You know, um, I think they've got some really good young players. I think they've got a head coach they believe in, and they've got some really good young players. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson on offense, Quinnen Williams, Sauce Gardner on defense. Joe Douglas, their GM, he's drafted really well. And this is what happens when you have as many first-round picks as they've had in recent years and you hit on them. All of a sudden, you start winning games because you have difference-making players. Are the Giants doing it with less talent? And I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a slight at Robert Sala and the Jets, but I feel like just the culture that Brian Dayball has instilled with the Giants has really paid off so far on the field on a roster that maybe isn't as nearly as talented as some of those guys on the Jets. A thousand percent. Absolutely a thousand percent. Um, I'm amazed that they are winning these close games the way they are. You know, their offensive line still has issues. Their receiving core has been hurt and they're not very good. Yet they've still found a way to win these games. It's super, super impressive what they've done. And a big part of it is just they believe. They believe in their coach, Brian Dayball. It's kind of crazy to think how good they could be if they actually we're playing better at some of those positions. Tom Brady, uh, while he was in the news plenty, I know the Kelsey brothers were talking about his rant at his offensive lineman on their podcast, and he kind of made a strange comparison recently, comparing working in the NFL to military service as well. What have you made of the week that's been for Tom Brady? Not real good. Um, (laughs) Not real good at all. So... You know, he, he didn't mean – I played with Tom in 05 and 06. He didn't mean anything negative or derogatory uh, towards the military. You know, it's funny because we used to use the term submarine when the season started. Because once the season starts, as an NFL player, you work seven days a week. So you really don't have family time very much. You really don't have any days to go on vacation or go anywhere. Maybe the bye weekend, you know, maybe you can go somewhere that weekend. But we used to say, you know, started training camp. It was like you're going in the submarine for six months and you couldn't come out and be a normal person till the season was over. I think that's what he meant. You know, he said deployment instead. Um, but that's what he means is just the fact that, you know, your time is not your own during the season. 
Uh, Ross, before I let you go, uh, I have to ask. It's a, it's a total media question. What was it like hosting the Dan Patrick show? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. I, I've done that quite a bit over the years when Dan can't do it. Um, it's a blast. It's funny because it's one of my favorite things to do. And I think the first couple times I did it, I was like really prepared. Now I realize that's like a total waste of time. <laughs> I mean, because once the show starts, you know, Paulie and I and the Danettes, we start talking about something else, you know, and then next thing you know, it's three hours later, the show's over. You know, it's like <laughs> you're, you're talking with four other guys about different topics that come up, and you don't really need to have that much preparation material. It's kind of more just shooting the you-know-what, mm-hmm. as we say in the state. I don't know if you guys say that up there or not, but shooting the you-know-what yep. and – and and I think that's the that's the, part of the reason for the success of the show. Uh, Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker podcast. Check out his betting podcast as well. He does stuff for CBS Sports, and he also learned the term "bag" today uh, for being a little tipsy. Oh, tipsy! See, we use tipsy. Okay. that's a big one for my wife. Is the oh. tipsy? Okay, but uh, but yes, thank you. I will absolutely use that. Uh, yeah, right. I do. I have heard people say "half in the bag." Okay. Half in the bag yep. is like when they're pretty drunk, but not all the mm-hmm. way drunk. But I've never heard bag. I've never heard anybody go full bag. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, so you are welcome to the city of Calgary, and then uh, you can sample the delicious IPAs in this city. Ross, great stuff. We'll talk next week. Sounds great. See you guys. There he goes, Ross Tucker. That was fun. Yeah. Love me some good IPAs. Some good ones in this town, George. I know you're not a big beer guy, but. If you were, I don't mind sampling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know it's not just, that I'm just not can't, a big. Just can't. Consume. I just can't handle a lot of beer because my beer tolerance is like a twelve-year-old boy's beer tolerance. Mm. I don't know what it is about beer. I can I can have ten gin and sodas and do the show, no problem. I have three Challenge beers accepted. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I can have three beers and I'll be like the guy who was on Brody and the Beat. I take Daryl out on I'm, my boat I'm in the middle of the day. I would sound like that. Yeah. And mm. another thing, Matty. <laughs> yeah. Bros report. That's what it would sound like. That's what it would sound like if I had like three beers. I don't know. Text line, do you want to hear yeah. that show? I want to hear that another show. Thing. Uh, I'm in I'll Florida. tell you about what's wrong with Toronto. <laughs> Let good know. times. Let them know. Yeah, for uh, sure. We're going to wrap up the show with that aforementioned text line. Uh, the question was out today. We're hearing maybe positive news on a new arena in Calgary, so we wanted to ask you, what would be something fun and creative you'd like to see at the new barn? Uh, Greg and Varsity, um, coin-operated op- uh, coin vibrating chairs, um, like what? in a motel with the bed? I don't think they do that anymore, but... I know what you mean. Um, yeah. Um, what about, uh, you know, those water gun carnival games, but at the urinals? <laughs> Shoot to score. See, that's the problem. What do you win? Yeah. Well, no, you just, you know, it's all about accuracy. But the problem is that just takes longer because guys are just, they want to win and they have something yeah, to aim for. Clowns it's and... like, hurry up, get this thing going. Uh, I like this one from Tim in Calgary. I'd like to see a 2022-2023 Stanley Cup banger hanging in the new arena very clever That's, yeah okay very clever yeah someone else texted in solar panels very good that 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 would be great obviously the new flames arena needs a fireman's pull chris and southwood yeah um yes i don't know why um here's a novel idea enough urinals to handle a boozy playoff crowd jeff in calgary 
Sounds like someone was at the playoffs and might have missed a little action last year. Last uh, postseason. Uh, Dave from Red Deer, please not $55 for hamburgers. We can, I, I really hope that that's achievable, but I don't know. Um, I, th- I think it's funny that that's the, well, you, we built a new arena. We've got to pay for it sometime. Well, no, like Daryl Cates has bank. He doesn't need to charge $55 for burgers because he built you a new arena. Yeah. They choose to do that. That's the difference. They have a lot of money. Yeah. I like they're I've said this many times. Ends like the Blue Jays can outspend everybody in baseball if they want to. They just choose not to. There's a difference. They have the ability. They just don't want to. The Oilers don't have to charge $55 for two burgers and a combo. They just choose to because they want to want to make sure they, they get you yeah. when you get to the game. Because they haven't already got you on the ticket prices and the merch and the parking, the parking and the actually not a lot of parking around the building there. But anyways, um, hey, guys, Chris from Calgary. I think having a firewall in the new arena will look cool with a flaming sea in the middle of it. Something similar to a waterfall that would see in a mall or fancy hotel. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, like a, just like a constantly burning flaming sea. That'd be pretty intense. That would be pretty intense. You light it up on game days. It could like sit in kind of like the the square out front of the front doors. That would be neat. You could see it from space, a plane. Probably not space, but a a plane. You've experienced this many times. I've been on the media catwalk when the flames are shooting up from the scoreboard. I've been there. And you feel the heat. And then that's some serious flame action going on. Well, you can feel that when you're sitting in the press box, let alone walking across the catwalk. You start doing that. Yeah. I there's two ways. One is open and one is closed. The open side, if you go that way, you get burned by the flames. If you go the closed way, you're in basically like a little closet when the horn goes off and then you're deaf for the rest of the day. It's really great. But uh, again, uh, it's 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 a great barn. It's got a lot of character, but it's time. It's time for a new building. It is time. And everybody's going to fall in love with the new building if, in fact, uh, it does get built, oh, hopefully, yeah. in the near we'll future. the dome out like, like Lassie. Yeah. It'll be no problem. Yeah, it'll be like the way the Blue Jays fire John Gibbons. Yeah. Dip, 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 just dip, come dip, here, John. Dip, they put him in the back of the Rogers Center, put a couple slugs in Yeah, nighty-night, lad. That's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Lots of fun today. Check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or Kijiji. Yeah, great. We're doing Dragons about tomorrow. Are we going to try to get Pat Steinberg on? Sure, yeah. Okay, I'm going to send him a text. 7.30 game, too. Might be a little late. Oh, we'll no. See. We'll see if we Damn can. Damn it. I want Steinberg on to do Dragon's Breath. There's we'll got to do- be a Thursday that they don't. I think that next Thursday they don't play. Okay, we'll, we'll definitely get Steinberg on to do Dragon's Breath, but we're going to do that tomorrow anyway. Uh, big show. Uh, Russick and uh, Rose, Sports at 960. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.